In order to retire successfully, you'll need vision. You'll also need a plan to execute that vision. Welcome to Retirement Pathfinder with Barbara Lane and Phil Gusky. On today's show, we'll give you the tools you need to navigate unique challenges you'll face in retirement. It's time to chart your financial future. Retirement Pathfinder starts now. Glad to have you back on the Retirement Pathfinder today. I'm Ben George, joined as always by Barbara Lane and Phil Gusky. We have a good show for you in store. We're talking about the Retirement Pyramid. We're going to look through retirement planning that Barbara and Phil do over at Pathfinder Wealth Management, kind of thinking of it as like a hierarchy of needs uh, in the planning process. We'll take you all through that today. Barbara and Phil, welcome in. How are you? Welcome oh, with everybody. Glad yeah. to glad to be here. We're doing great. Glad glad to have listeners listening. Yes, yes, <laughs> we uh, we get good response. We do appreciate everyone that turn that tunes in every single episode. And if you haven't subscribed, it's a good time to remind you to please do so wherever you listen. It helps us continue to grow. But I know for you both, uh, winding down the class season, right? Final classes for twenty twenty one coming up. Yes, yes, we are. We are uh, going to be doing a taxes in retirement class next week. So for those of you that are preparing for retirement, and if you are in retirement, and you need to attend this class, uh, because that's the name of the class taxes in retirement. It's a little over an hour and it would be worth your time. Uh, that would be at the NIU campus in Rockford here. And we are going to be there Monday at 11 o'clock a.m. And then we'll be there Thursday evening. Uh, at six o'clock p.m. So Monday and Thursday, the 25th and the 28th this next week, and 28th again that will be an evening class. So yeah, we're excited about that. We're hoping we're going to be able to have some people be able to attend this class that are normally working when we are uh, when we're conducting these. So we're looking forward to it. Should they just uh, call the office in, Barb? Yeah, just give us a, give our office a call at 815-399-9806, or you can reach out to us at pathfinderchat.com. Yeah, pathfinderchat.com. Very easy to set up a uh, quick chat with Barbara and Phil there if you don't uh, have an opportunity to write down that number right now. So check that out. But again, some retirement classes coming up and uh, some great information as always. And I know taxes, we don't like to think about them, but I know tax planning is so crucial in retirement, right? Very, yep. very much so. Yes, that's part of our process now. And, uh, you know, we'll, we'll go over that. We uh, hadn't thought too much about that either until about five years ago when we see that that's been an underutilized area. Yeah, very good. So take advantage of those classes if you'd like to learn more and if you are closing in on retirement. All right, today we are talking about the retirement pyramid. You know, I know from you know when we were young age, we started learning about things and kind of visualize them in a pyramid, right? I think about like the food pyramid. We always learned growing up, you got to eat a certain amount of vegetables and fruits and dairy and that sort of thing. But retirement planning can be very similar in the way that it's structured, that you want to have a foundation and it builds up to each level to the top. And want to go through it today with you both and kind of get a better understanding of your retirement planning process. We'll call it the retirement pyramid, but let's start with that bottom, that foundational layer. What is What makes up that? Yeah, that's a, that's a good way to look at this too, as a pyramid that, that each level is equally important. And this is pretty much like our process here at Pathfinder is set up. So it begins at the bottom, which is the base of the pyramid with an estate plan. Without the proper documents, your estate can be left to probate, to paying additional and unnecessary fees, to guardianship. Generally speaking, when you're raising a family, you may have a will set up, and if something happens to both parents, it establishes guardianship. But as you near retirement and you have a lifetime of saving in your 401ks and your 403bs and all of your retirement plans, that's a lot of money to just pay outright to your kids. So did our listeners know that you can protect your legacy when passing it on to your kids? Mm -hmm. 
and protect from them getting divorced, their creditors, health concerns. That's after your kids receive the estate. If you don't properly plan, then all of those assets are then commingled with your kids and spouses and their spouse's money, and there is no protection. And most people don't know that they can protect their inheritance. So we'll discuss the other levels of our process as we go, but this is what we consider the foundation of your whole plan. The best returns in the stock market won't matter much if it's lost to taxation and legal fees. So by the way, if you missed our episode last month, we had a special guest, special guests, Adam and Alex Agnew here from a third generation estate planning law firm, Agnew Law Offices. And they've helped a lot of our clients with their estate plans. And they discussed some of the pitfalls of not having a plan, joint tenancy issues, legacy concerns, taxation issues. And you can always go to our website and click on podcasts on the top right and listen to that episode. But estate planning is the base of your plan. Yeah, it really is the cornerstone of our of our particular planning process here, Barb, because if you don't have that house in order, we'll be unto you. Um, and it is amazing how many people come in that don't even have a will. They don't have a will. They don't have a trust, no, no estate plan of any kind. And uh, so once we get them on track uh, and get them with the attorney to put one together, we also uh, take on the role of what we call professional nags. That okay. is true. Yeah, we want to try to make sure not only do they start the process, we want to make sure they complete the process. And then it's not a one and done. They have to review this every couple of years. And uh, we want to be there to help coach them through that. Yeah. So next week, uh, topic we want to pick up on the, uh, the pyramid, the retirement pyramid here is the income level, income. And so, okay. Barb, you know, remember when we were in uh, going through our school days, uh, our teachers would always encourage us to ask questions, right? Ask the question. If you don't understand, ask the question. And in fact, they would say there is no such thing as a dumb question, except for what? The unasked question. Yeah, the unasked question. I (laughs) I would sit there and ask myself, oh, gosh, if I don't ask this question, it's a dumb one. So I I might not want to ask it, right? (laughs) You put too much thought in it. (laughs) I guess I overthought it. But um, but more important than asking, you know, the, uh, the dumb question is, is asking a not dumb question. Uh, and that particular corollary is really the asking the right questions. And we want to talk about, first of all, what is a wrong question with regard to income that they can ask or that we can ask? And that's, that's this question. And we've heard it many times, Barb, and it's, it goes like this. How much percentage return do your clients make in their investments? Yeah. How much money can I make? Yeah. Yeah. How much money can I make? Okay. And, and of course we ask them, well, how much money do you want to make? And what do they say? Well, as much as we can, right? <laughs> well, eh, it's kind of nebulous, but uh, so, you know, why is this a wrong question? You know, how much percentage return do your clients get? Well, it presumes several things. You know, if they hear you say a number that doesn't equal the one that they're thinking about, they're going to write you off. So, you know, I'm, I have a number in my mind. I'm not going to tell you what it is. And I say, well, I think our number is six. And they say, it's, well, mine is 10. Go by. Well, that's not really a fair way to, to really measure the amount of return you should get. And they'll discard our advice, you know, if they go by that, that percentage. So, but the other thing is they don't equate risk and return properly. So if they're thinking that they can continually achieve high returns and do it without risk, well, they're just basically mistaken. They're not going to be able to do that because with the greater amount of return comes the greater amount of risk. Yeah. Another is that they think uh, that they need to achieve above average or what we call market returns above beating the market in order to sustain a, pros- a prosperous retirement. And that's not true either. Okay. So, so what would be the right question to ask when planning for retirement? Well, this is it. And it pertains to income. And it goes like this. How much income 
do I need and will my portfolio be able to provide it? Mm-hmm. And what we're talking about is to determine how much income a client needs for the next 30 years, possibly, in retirement. And so that will allow us to build a portfolio that will match the income. And so the income requirement drives the portfolio selection, not the percentage. So rather than ask, well, what percentage do you have or what, what percentage can you get me? It really should be, well, how much income do you, Mr. Mm-hmm. Mrs. Client, need? And can the portfolio survive, you know, uh, provide that? Now, let me give you an example. So Joe and Susan uh, need $30,000 from their investments to supplement their pensions and Social Security. And Joe thought that he would need to have 100% of his investments in the stock portfolio to produce that result. And it's true, it would provide that, but with the extra risk. So here's the downside difficulty with that. A 100% stock portfolio could actually lose up to 43% of the money in the portfolio as it did in the years 2000, 2001, and 2002. Okay, by contrast, a 50-50 or 50% stock portfolio, 50% bond portfolio would actually have netted during that same period of time, Barb, a net profit. You would actually make money during that same period of time, whereas a 100% stock portfolio lost money during that period of time. You make money during that period of time, or you would have during that period of time, and also reduce risk by 50%. With the right mix, though. It's got to be with the right mix, right? It's just not this and that. So the bottom line is controlling risk in order to provide the expected consistent income for retirement. You know, it's, this is kind of funny, but I've had people get upset with me because when they give me their annual expenses and their assets don't support their income, hmm. they can't retire or they have to significantly reduce their spending or, and this is the case more often than not, they go home and look at all their expenses and they realize that they overstated their expenses. So in one case, by as much as 40% higher than what they actually needed. So for our listeners, when you're working with a financial advisor on an income plan, make sure your expenses are accurate. You don't want to guess, not for not for 30 years worth of income. And I always tell my clients, if there's room to supply you with more income, then we'll let you know. So <laughs> when I uh, design an income plan, it's a nice surprise to say to my clients, well, guess what? You already got a raise because what I'll do is I'll take their expenses and then I will increase that, especially during the first several years of retirement, to allow them to do the things that they want to do while they're young and mm-hmm. healthy and, and active. And uh, it's, often, it's, it's very often that they're able to take out more so that they can enjoy the retirement and still uh, have that supported for 30 years. So what, comes, right, on, so yeah, what, I was gonna say, what comes after the income plan? So the next is investments and risk. Those are together. And as Phil said, the income needs will drive the investments. Then what we're going to look at is how much you have and how is it currently invested, your age, your life expectancy. And most of the portfolios that we analyze won't support an income plan in retirement because they have too much risk. You can't be invested aggressively when you retire if you're taking income from those investments, because if you have a 20 to 25% down year, or as Phil had just mentioned, mm-hmm. 43% down for you know, a total of three years in a row, and you're withdrawing on top of that, you may not recover. I've recently talked to several women actually who want some protection from the stock market. They've always been in the market with a 401k or a 403b, but now when they're, they, they're getting ready to retire, so they want to take some of those dollars out of the market as they're preparing to retire. What you have to remember is the accumulation phase during your working years, you're putting money away, you're not able to access it without penalty. It's, it's, it's kind of mindless and it's a completely different ballgame than the decumulation stage in retirement. 
now for the first time in your life, you're having to depend on what you've saved, get you through all of your retirement. You only get one chance. So you really only have one retirement. <laughs> uh, the wrong investment choices can have you returning to work. And we, we try for that uh, to not happen, of course. We spend a fair amount of time, Phil, wouldn't you say, on, on uh, investment philosophy, their philosophy versus ours and risk and spending habits and yeah, we do. Yeah. And it, Barb, the difference between what we do and what a lot of other firms out there uh, have traditionally done is, is we take an academic approach toward uh, our investment philosophy. You know, there's two schools of thought I tell people that the first school is the Wall Street approach, where they're going to sell you products and services. You know, mm-hmm. if you happen to make money along the way, it's kind of incidental to the big firms on Wall Street. The other way to do it is to uh, to consult with the academics, as we do the best business schools in the country, that really have uh, uh, all this uh, data and have uh, synthesized it to the point where they can go ahead and show us which asset classes are the most productive to be in, which have the most amount of risk, how you can blend them properly to the point where you have a balanced portfolio that will provide sustain that income that you need in retirement. So, really, the next level that we want to talk about is something very important that has been neglected by a lot of financial advisors over the years. They don't think it's in their bailiwick or their, you know, their wheelhouse, as they say, but it's taxes. And um, probably the most neglected area is controlling taxes. Now, most advisors refer out their clients to their CPAs or their accounts because they're afraid of some kind of liability. Like if they give tax guidance that that's violating the rules or crossing over the line or I don't know what, but anyhow, it's, it really is a very, it's a very important area. Although we don't do tax preparation or offer tax advice, we do plan uh, for the taxes and it's incidental to the investments themselves. So it's right in line with what the client needs. We talk about the liability of the, uh, of the tax angle here. And so we want to make sure that they understand that tax planning has to be part and partial to their retirement planning. Did you know that taking income from an IRA or 401k plan in retirement is not necessarily always taxable? And I like what Barb says. She says it's potentially taxable, right? <laughs> right. And well, what's that depending on? Well, it means that depending on your other sources of income, taxes on those withdrawals could be reduced or eliminated. You ask, well, how can that be? Well, because of the Tax Cut and Jobs Act passed in 19 or 2017, there are several ways to what we call blend the income together to reduce the tax bill or even convert taxable income into non-taxable Roth IRAs. And that's very critical to know. Most people are not aware of it. Uh, They haven't really been schooled on this latest tax law change. Of course, uh, the savings opportunities will vary from client to client. So it's not a one size fits all. But in this current low tax, (laughs) yes, I said low tax environment, it's, it's an environment we've been in for several years, nearly everyone can take advantage of paying less to the IRS. But there is a catch. Like anything else, the latest tax law change is due to expire on December 31st, 2025. So it's important to find out to the extent to which you will benefit. So you need to get with us as soon as you can. We can determine if you're going to be eligible for a tax reduction strategy. You know, most people, if not all people that attend our taxes and retirement classes are not doing any tax planning. And we didn't realize what tax savings there can be until about five years ago when we began to look at that as a firm. Well, assuming taxes are being discussed, of course, with their tax preparer, and we just found out that that's not so. Mm-hmm. And many people today, because of the high deductions, standard deductions, and doing their own taxes, if that's you, I am pretty sure that you're not doing any tax planning at all to save on taxes. 
if you are between the ages of 59 and a half and 72, and if you have large IRAs and haven't talked to anyone about filling up those lower tax brackets and converting those dollars, you need to give us a call That's right. at 815-399-9806. You could be missing out on tax savings right now. All right. So the last part of our pyramid is last but not least, healthcare. This is, this is uh, sometimes at this point in people's lives, Phil, it's the elephant in the room. It really is. It really it's, is. It's, the, it's what people don't want to talk about. It's uncomfortable. But it is. Uh, and when I talk about healthcare, when I talk about retirement planning, I'm talking about long-term care planning. Well, this is interesting that uh, these statistics seem to keep going up as far as the dollars that people are going to need it during their lifetime. And in personal finance in a 2019 study, statistics say a married couple will spend about $387,000 in their lifetime on healthcare. One big expense is dental and Medicare doesn't cover that. And do you believe that that estimate doesn't even include long-term care expenses? Phil and I have kind of jokingly, but truthfully said this in the past, that if the healthier you are, the more likely you are to go because you're likely going to live a long life. Yeah, all you marathon runners, you're going to be the ones in the nursing home at the end there, right? So, <laughs> Well, it, it seems outrageous, that number, but if you look at a healthy 65-year-old, they can spend about $13,000 a year. Mm-hmm. So you do the math times 30 years and, and you're there. Same age, a type two diabetic can spend about $16,000 a year right now. That's why when we talk about long-term care insurance, you do have to pass a physical. So for those of you that may not be able to, there are other options besides traditional long-term care premiums, and you receive your money back if you don't go to the nursing home. So if I was to ask listeners, if down the road, when your health takes a turn for the worse and you have to go to a nursing home, do you think for the rest of your life, do you think you'd spend more than $150,000? Probably the answer would be yes. Mm-hmm. Well, do you know that if you act now, that, that $150,000 would only cost you $50,000 out of pocket? So it's important to explain all, to explain all of your options, which we do with our clients. And then if you decide to pay out of pocket, it's going to be at your expense, which is at least $7,000 a month right now. Yeah, I have a mother that's 97 years of age. And I remember 25 years ago when she bought her last car, which has been five cars ago, by the way, <laughs> she is being well cared for, but it is costing that much and more. Yeah. So you figure a few years when people are in their 80s, when they need it, it's going to be in excess of $100,000 a year then. Mm-hmm. Well, that makes up the five levels of our retirement pyramid. They're, they're all equally important levels, but uh, there's a purpose for that foundation, of course, to start out with your estate plan. Well, great, great kind of look at the the planning process kind of organized as a pyramid. And I think it kind of helps people visualize it a little bit better. But if you have any questions about it, want to discuss uh, things further, the best thing to do is log on pathfinderchat.com. You can schedule a 15 minute call with Barbara and Phil and start that process as well. And you can find them online pathfinderadvisory.com as well. So Barbara and Phil, we appreciate it. As always, again, a reminder, classes coming up. Um, even if you missed the ones here in 2021, these tax classes will be more coming. So make sure you give them a call at 815-399-9806. Get more information about that and uh, find out how to sign up for those classes. Barbara and Phil, thanks as always. Look forward to talking to you again soon. Yes, thanks, thanks. for, thanks for thanks. being part of our process here.
information is for illustrative purposes only and does not constitute tax, investment, or legal advice. Always consult with a qualified investment, legal, or tax professional before taking any action.